Well, good morning, everyone. Thank you all for braving the weather and overcoming the snowy conditions that we had this morning. Um, it really is a wonderful opportunity to just be out in the house of the Lord this morning and to be able to worship Him and get into His Word. And this morning, I want to invite each of you to turn in your copy of the Scriptures to John chapter 10, and we'll be looking in verse 1. And while you all are turning there, I do just want to take a minute, and I want to thank all of you very much for allowing me to have an opportunity like this. This will be my third time in just a couple months being able to share with you all from God's Word, and I just, it's been a real blessing for me. I thank you all for giving me this opportunity. I hope that in some way that it was a blessing to you all too. It really has meant a lot to me, and I just want to thank you all as a church family for giving me this chance. And with that in mind, let's go ahead and look at John chapter 10. Um, This is going to be our focus for this morning, and we're going to start our reading in verse 1. Truly, truly, I say to you, the one who does not enter by the door into the fold of the sheep, but climbs up some other way, he is a thief and a robber, But the one who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the doorkeeper opens, and and the sheep listen to him and his voice, and he calls his sheep by name, and he leads them out. Now, this to give a little bit of context of what's happening here in this passage, um, the the chapter before this, John 9, Jesus has just performed a miracle. He healed a blind man. And this pa- in, in this parable that we're going to be reading this morning, he's talking specifically to the Pharisees that were there when the blind man was being healed and was rebuking Jesus for this action. They were saying, whose authority do you have to do this, and why are you doing this? And so this is the context in which we're looking at this morning. Jesus is talking to the Pharisees about the action that, they, that he had just performed. And there's a lot of different parts here. The parable, a parable is just like a little story. It's an illustration, of, in a sense. And there's a lot of different roles that's going to be mentioned here this morning. I just want to go ahead and break those down for you all a little bit this morning, just so we can have some clarification. <clears throat> now, there was, we're going to be talking about the sheep in this parable this morning. And um, the sheep in this story represents us. It represents the church body. It represents Christians. It represents followers of Jesus. And so that's what the sheep are going to represent. Um, the thieves and the robbers that we're going to talk about here soon, uh, they represent the false teachers. And in Jesus' context, in the context of this passage, he's using this to basically talk about the Pharisees that he's telling the story to. The false teachers, the people who um, are just there just to spread mischief and lies. And the shepherds in this passage represent the teachers who are sent by God. These are spiritual leaders in the community and in the faith that are actually there to uplift the, the sheep. They're actually there to help guide and protect the sheep, which we know are us. And um, <clears throat> then there is the door in this passage, which, which we just read about, that the shepherds enter through, and that door represents Jesus. See, Jesus is the gateway to everything. We're all, as a Christian body, we're in this big old sheep pen, and Jesus is the door to all of it. We, he is what brings us in. He's what takes us out. And he is um, the gateway by which the shepherds may enter. And so that gives us the little bit of context of what we're going to be talking about. And in this passage, in these verses, it says the thieves and the robbers um, climb. It says the thieves and the robbers are uh, climb up some other way instead of entering in through the door. And that just means that they aren't there to do Jesus' work. 
they aren't there, they weren't called by Jesus, they are just giving themselves for whatever reason, they're giving themselves their own spiritual credit to be able to lead sheep, but as we know, all they're going to do is lead the sheep astray. <clears throat> and um, in, the, in this, the, per, the purpose of this uh, passage is to help, uh, for multiple purposes, but for what we see so far is to denounce these false teachers. Um, denouncing false teachers was part of Jesus' earthly ministry while he was here on earth. There are many false teachers back then, the Pharisees being the most notable. But the reason that this is so important is because this applies to our modern day as well. Um, there are many false teachers and false truths that are portrayed in our world today. And, um, and, those, all, and those are the thieves and robbers of our time. Um, all they do is they try to get into our lives, into our minds, and spread lies and falsehoods, and they just, it's for none of our benefit, it's just for theirs alone. And those are the, and those are the um, situations in which Jesus is not the one in control, um, is not the one that sent them, sorry, he's in, you know what I mean. <laughs> um, but in this passage, we're going to be talking a little bit more um, about um, the shepherds that Jesus has sent. And so let's continue looking at verse 4. Let's pick up there. When he, put his, when he put all his own sheep outside and goes ahead of them, and the sheep follow him because they know his voice, however, a stranger they simply will not follow, but will flee from him because they do not know the voice of the strangers. Jesus told them this figure of speech, but they did not understand the things which were spoken to them. In verse 5, it says that Jesus says that the sheep listen to, his vo to the voice of the shepherds and they hear him, but they do not hear the voice of the strangers. But can we say the same thing about ourselves today? You know, we talked, I believe it was just about a year ago, where Pastor Chris went through this series talking about sheep and shepherds. And I remember one of the things that he was uh, talking about in that series is just about how sheep can get so easily distracted and so easily led astray and end up falling into a pit or a river or something, and it is up to the shepherd to help guide them away from that danger. And so, is that us? As sheep of God, are we so easily led astray that we don't hear the voice of our shepherds and that we are um, so taken away by the false teachers and by the thieves and the liars of this world? There's a lot of distractions out there, and I fall into this pit as, as well. There's just everyone in today's world has to have some sort of influence. There are media entertainers, there's politicians, there's even tonight, there's going to be sports people out doing the Super Bowl and people of notoriety. And so often they think that just because of the position they hold, they have some sort of authority to tell us what is true and what is not. And so often, the information that they give is just wrong, and it's not what we hear in the Scriptures. And I fall prey to this, too, occasionally, is giving in to exactly what they say. I'm, th I'm hearing all these influential people in the news. I'm hearing all these influential people up on stage, and I'm like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But then I have to go back and I say, but is this what the Scriptures say? <clears throat> and a lot of times... Um, as sheep, we get so easily led astray, and it is up um, to the shepherds at that point to help draw us back in. But I hope that, um, but I hope that we are smart enough to be able to discern what is true and what is not. Um, 
So I, that's my first uh, bit of encouragement is to filter out, to look into what, um, to look into your own life and say, what am I letting influence me? What am I letting influence my train of thought? What things do I allow into my day-to-day life to help guide the way I think? And just ask yourself, is that really, one, glorifying to God, two, and is that really what he is, do the, does what they're saying match up with what the scriptures say? Um, and if not, it is up to you at that point to discern that, and it is up to you to cast out anything that draws you away from there. And so let's continue reading this morning at verse 7. We'll pick up there. So Jesus said to them again, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All those who come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door, and if anyone enters through me, he will be saved and will go in and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I come so they would have life and have it abundantly. In every passage of Scripture, in every chapter, there is one verse that is supposed to stick out above all the others. It's supposed to be like the key verse of that passage. And verse 10 is that, is that key verse. I'll read it again. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy, but I come that they should have life and have it abundantly. That is a very powerful verse. Jesus says here that while others kill and destroy, he comes to offer abundant life. And the word abundant here in its actual translation means like a surplus. It means more than you possibly need. And to help us kind of get a little bit of around that, do you all remember back when this whole COVID pandemic first started and nobody knew what was going on, nobody knew how to stop it, nobody knew what would protect them, what wouldn't, and for some odd reason, a lot of people decided that toilet paper was going to be what saved them from COVID? Well, that's the, that's the idea I get when I get this idea of surplus. I just imagine all these people that you saw on the news just having toilet paper hoarded up in their basement, in their cabinets. They had more than they could ever possibly need, a surplus. And I'm sure there's still people that have it hoarded away somewhere. Good for them. <laughs> but um, that's the idea we get. It's a surplus. It's more than you could ever possibly need. And... Um, the abundant life that we're talking about here, that's for us. That's for God's sheep. And, but it, let me tell you a little bit about what that doesn't mean. Abundant life does not mean an easy life. We have, all, we have this abundant life, but it doesn't mean that it's going to be easy. Um, nor does it mean that it's going to be a necessarily long life. Um, that, that is God's choice. And nor does it mean that it is going to be a life full of wealth and treasures and all kinds of other things. The abundant life that Jesus offers is this idea of finding complete satisfaction and complete contentment in him. When we have Jesus in our life and embrace the abundant life that he offers, we will find that all of our needs are met, that we will have so much more that we could ever possibly need in this world. Jesus is the source for our salvation. He's a source for our comfort. He's a source for everything that we could ever possibly need in this world. And so that is the idea that we get here when we talk about the abundant life that we have in Jesus. And I just, I pause and I think this morning of just how thankful I am to be able to say that I have that abundant life, that I'm able to have more than I could ever ask or think. And it just reminds me of just how little I am. And it just reminds me of just how big God is and his grace and mercy. All right, now let's continue our reading this morning in... 
Uh, we'll pick back up on verse 11. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd, who is not the owner of the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. The wolf snatches and scatters the flock. He flees because he is a hired hand and does not care about the sheep. I am the good shepherd, and I know my own, and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay my life down for my sheep. And I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice, and they will become one flock with one, with one shepherd. For this reason, the Father loves me, because I lay down my life so that I can take it back. Now, we already talked about how Jesus is the, was the door in this parable, um, but Jesus also uses another term in, this, in these couple of verses to describe himself. He describes himself as being the good shepherd. Jesus says that the mark of this good shepherd, the thing that makes him stand out from all the others, is that he would willingly die for his sheep. Now, just picture that in your head for a second. You're a shepherd. You're out in a field. You don't own this sheep necessarily, but you're there. Your job is to guard them, protect them, and keep them safe. Um, and something comes along. This passage it uses the illustration of a wolf. Would you be willing to just die in place for the sheep? Would you be willing to give up your life for these smelly, stinky animals who just are over here chewing grass and roaming around aimlessly? I just think that's an image that um, you wouldn't have found much back then, but this is the image that we have that Jesus gives himself, the good shepherd that would willingly lay down his own life for his sheep. He goes on to say that um, those who do not love the sheep would not lay down uh, their, life for, their life for them. Um, in verse 16 here, Jesus says that he has other sheep that are not part of his fold, but he says that one day he will make them a flock and they, and they will be under one shepherd. Now, this is the idea. Like, we have, we're a church body. This is Faith Baptist Church. But there are plenty of other believers all around the world. And though we have different churches and different groups, we are all going to um, be under one fold under Jesus. He is our one true shepherd. He is our one good shepherd. And we are all part of his fold. We're all part of his overall flock. <clears throat> And also when he goes here, Jesus says that he would willingly lay down his life for his sheep and that he will take it back once again. This, for, when he's talking to the Pharisees here, this is foreshadowing the events that are to come, the event of the crucifixion that's about to, that Jesus is about to undergo. Jesus willingly laid down his life for us. We are his sheep. He willingly laid down his life for you and me. He took our sins on the cross for us in, his, in our place, and he was put to death for it. He gave up his own life. But just like, his, just like his, um, this passage say, life is his to give and his to take away, and he was able to give him his own life, his own life back through the resurrection three days later. Jesus is the giver and the taker of life, and through him, we were able to find salvation, and through him he was able to complete um, his action of being our good shepherd by dying for us and then continuing to be our shepherd this day through his resurrection. This is the ultimate act of love that Jesus has shown us, and it's something that we need to be continually reminded of. 
so that we can continue to give him praise. This is the best thing that anyone has ever done for you personally. It was the act that Jesus did here. Now, this passage overall, I want to go back for a minute, and I want to talk to you about um, the shepherds that we talked about in this passage. We already said that the shepherds are the spiritual leaders of this world who are appointed by Jesus, who are allowed into the flock. This passage talks a lot about shepherds. It talks about them. Um, it talks about them entering into the fold of Jesus, and it talks about um, them being the spiritual leaders. And that applies to us today too. We all have spiritual leaders in our lives, and um, and those are the people that God appointed. And in our current context, we have Pastor Chris, we have Pastor Matthew, and downstairs we have Pastor Scott. And these three men are the spiritual leaders. They are the shepherds of Faith Baptist Church. These are the men that God has appointed to be over this little flock here. Um, and I think that we would be, <laughs> it would be so sad if we just disregarded what they did for us. You know, it's been about a year now, almost a year, since I've started this internship. And I've gotten to see a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff that they have to go through every single week. I've seen them have to make some really hard decisions. I've seen them have to go through very difficult personal struggles. And it's just been a real big encouragement to see that no matter what happens in this church or in their own personal lives, that they would continually, week in and week out, love all of us. That they would come here and be the shepherds that God has appointed them to be. And I just think that... Um, this morning, we need to thank them especially for that. This passage um, lends itself to that, and I want to personally thank them. I want to thank them for, one, this opportunity, and for, two, being the spiritual leaders for the past couple years in my own life. And I want to encourage you all to do the same, to thank them this morning before um, you head home for the spiritual guidance that they've had. They pray for you all, all the time. They love you all very much. They're there for you 24-7. And so just thank them this morning for the, for the guidance that they perform every single week. And so to wrap up this whole passage here, to wrap up um, everything that we've talked about this morning, um, the points I want us to remember are that we are to beware of the false teachers of this world. There are many thieves, there are many liars, and they are out there. They're, they're wanting to be in your head. They're wanting to distract you from the shepherds. Don't let them. Second thing, Remember to give thanks to the pastors like we just talked about. Thirdly, remember that Jesus is the only source of truth in his world. He is our true good shepherd. And if nothing else resonates with you this morning, remember that. He is the true good shepherd of this world. And lastly, I want to remind you all to embrace the abundant life that we have in Jesus. Nothing else in this world can offer that. Nothing else can offer you more than you could ever ask or think. So just remember that as, you, as we go this morning. Remember to thank him and praise him for the abundant life that he has given you. Close, in the closing thought, I, remember, I can't remember the exact passage in my head. I believe it's in Romans, but um, it says that we are all dead spiritually. And when Jesus says that he is there to give us life and give it abundantly, not only is he giving us the abundant life, he has brought us back from a state of deadness spiritually. And so let's continue to thank him and praise him for that this morning.